Good morning, church. How are we all doing? And that was great worship, wasn't it? Just find my spot. There we go. Well, those that don't know, I'm a consulting engineer during the day. And uh, so that means I design stuff. I don't get my hands dirty. I'm not the other sort of engineer. And, uh, and, and I've worked for a company for about 14 years. I had worked for a company for about 14 years. And, and about three months ago, um, there's three of our associates at that particular company. And, and I, I had something, a sense inside my spirit, to uh, some promises to step out and to start our own business. So I've been in business for about three months. Whee! <laughs> for my own and so we've set up over in, in Ahariri, and, uh, and so we had some, you know, I had some very clear promises over a prolonged period of time, let me tell you. It took quite a bit for God to budge me from where I was. Uh, and, you know, it's worked out just so much better, just so much better than what I had hoped for or believed. We're looking at the moment and taking on some staff. Um, we've funded our business without needing to go into debt. The business hasn't taken uh, any debt, and our cash flow is so strong within this very short period uh, that we've not even had to introduce all our shareholder funds. So, man, just God is just so good, just so good. But, but you know, there was a point there in, in my journey. It was, it was the second weekend, and, and none of that stuff that I just said had happened. All I had was a promise, and I'd stepped out. That's all I had, and, and, and it was scary. I remember we were in this little office. We weren't in our real office yet, and, and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, what have I done? What have I done? We're going to have to give up the house. You know, What is going on? And I had a, I had a, a mini panic attack. I had a mini freak out. I had a, a, this where the fear and this discouragement weighed around me because I couldn't see the path forward. I couldn't see uh, how to move forward. And, and I remember um, thinking, man, I just can't live in this place. I've got a promise from God. And, and so I remember very late, very late at night, pursuing God, pushing into his presence, hungering up, God, I'm, God, I, I just, and I, there was a shift, a shift that came inside of me as I encountered, uh, I counted my God at that point. And so I want to talk to you this morning out of, out of the overflow of that particular night, out of having a confidence in our God, a confidence that our God has got, a confidence that he is with us, a confidence that we can have a positive expectation of faith. So I'm going to talk through Joshua just because Joshua had some similar circumstances and there were some instructions that Joshua had that greatly encouraged me at that point. And, and then I just... This morning, I just, we're going to do something special. This morning, I feel to get uh, Pastor Lynn up to come in and flow out of where I get up to. So let's just close our eyes, lift up our hands, let's just pray. Let's commit this word to the Lord. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for the people here in this house. God, I thank you that you are good, that you are faithful. I thank you for your word going forth mightily this morning, penetrating hearts and minds. I thank you for your grace upon it. I thank you today that faith, Faith will arise in the hearts of the people of the living God this day. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Who put that so far back? It would have been me. So if you turn in your Bibles to Joshua 1. Joshua 1. And so Joshua was moving to a new phase 
in his life at the start of Joshua. And it starts quite dreary for Joshua. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. You know, the bummer. Moses, my servant. So Joshua is moving into a new phase, a new part of his life. And, and you know, God, God is into this. We, we are in a lifelong journey. We've not ever arrived. You don't just arrive there at something. God is always calling us onward, calling us upward, calling us into the new. If you consider the natural seasons in life of what a person goes through, you start out as a little baby with nappies and then you move to a toddler and you move through high school and, and to become a parent and then you move to be a grandparent. You see this natural progression that we never settle at just at wearing nappies. You just don't settle there. It would just be inappropriate to come to church in your nappies. You just don't settle in the different phases in your life. God's always calling us forward, always calling us into something new. And, and you see, the reason he does that is because he wants us to live by faith. It would be just so easy to settle in that that place of comfort at high school when you didn't have any responsibilities, you didn't have a mortgage, you didn't have kids. It'd just be just so great to get up at lunchtime and someone's cooked you a feed and all, you know, but that's not, we're called to move forward. We're called into the new. We're called to stand up, to step out. And you see, at Joshua 1.1, at that point in Joshua's life, he'd already accomplished a fair bit. He'd fought the Amalekites under Moses' watch, and he had triumphed. So he, he was a, a commander general, a successful commander general. He was one of the 12 spies that went out and searched the land, and that was selected from a pool of leaders, of, of over 70 leaders, and he was one of the 12 selected, and he was one of the two that came back with a report of faith. So he's already demonstrated at this point in his life that he is a man that has faith inside of his spirit. That Joshua is a man that drew near to the presence of God with Moses. There wasn't many others in, that wasn't of um, the priesthood that drew near to the presence of God. Yet, Joshua the chapter 1, the first part of Joshua chapter 1, the Lord says it's so important that he speaks directly to Joshua to encourage him, to strengthen him in faith, to be strong and courageous, to set your eyes upon the Lord. And you know, church, I believe that's for us in every season, in every phase of our lives. Wherever we are today, tomorrow is a new day. Wherever we are today, God is calling us on a lifelong journey closer to him to represent him in the world that we occupy. So wherever you are today, wherever you need the hand of God in your circumstances, maybe a demonstration of the reality of God's kingdom around you. Maybe there's a breakthrough, limitations, mindsets, disappointments, discouraging. Maybe you've set your heart to pursue and, and draw near to the promises of God today. Today, let's raise an expectation of his goodness. Let's raise an expectation of God's goodness to us, that his promises for us in life, his goodness towards us as his children, that we live in a lifelong relationship with him, that we have a hope for our future. We have a hope for our future because God is calling us from where we are here, wherever you are here, wherever you are now, drawing you closer to him, drawing you closer, more like him. So if we turn to, we're at Joshua 1, and uh, in this, so Joshua's in this season, and there's some instructions that, that Joshua gets. There's, I've got five instructions I'm going to bring forward. If you look, there's a, a whole... A track of them, there's Deuteronomy 31, 6 to 8, and then Joshua 
basically the whole first chapter. There's, there's a lot of instructions given uh, to Joshua in, in this particular phase of this encouragement to arise in faith and to step forth into the new. And uh, the, the first one, the, the one that I want to, to start with this morning, is found in Joshua 1.9. And, and Joshua is commanded, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And that was repeated six times over that short passage of scriptures I just gave you. Uh, Moses said it twice to Joshua. Uh, God said it directly to Joshua three times. And then the people said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And so if it's repeated that many times, I think it's worth having a look at, you know, what does that mean? What does it mean? Strong and of good courage. So, so strong, instruction one, be strong. The definition of strong isn't uh, the, the definition used in the scripture here. So in, in our minds, we might think of to be strong, you've got to exert human will, human effort, human endeavor. You know, you go to the gym and you pump your iron and you get big guns like I do. Bible action man with the big guns. Um, but that's not the context of this here. To be strong means to tie fast, to bind bonds strongly, to tie fast, to bind bonds strongly. So it's a spirit context of we become strong when we bind our bonds tightly to the will of the Lord, the spirit of the living God. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So what does wait mean? Well, wait means to look for eagerly, to linger, to bind together. So there's that whole binding. So it's a spirit encounter, a spirit strengthening inside of us to make us strong. It's not of of what we can do by ourselves. It's an entwining and infusing with the spirit of the living God. Ephesians 3 says, strengthen yourself with might in your inner man. So as we pray in the Holy Ghost, as we're connecting our spirits to the spirit of the living God, we become strong inside of us. Nehemiah 8 says, the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. Romans says, the kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Ghost. So a consequence of relationship with God is joy, and a consequence of joy in our life is strength. And that is what God is talking to Joshua about. It's entwining, infusing your spirit with God, that we might arise out of a relationship in joy, and that joy brings strength for where we're going, for what we're doing, what God has for our lives. So the first instruction, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and twine ourselves. So how did, how did Joshua do that? Well, and, and so then how can we do that? When you look at Joshua's um, preparation of what he did, there was an, an impartation upon him. There was a laying of hands, an impartation in his spirit. He drew near to the mountain where the children of Israel were, were afraid and, draw, and hung back. He drew near to the mountain, to the presence of the living God. Uh, He dwelt in the tabernacle. So when he got back from the mountain, Moses left the tabernacle, you know, the cloud where the presence and the glory of God was. And Joshua said, no, I don't want to leave. 
I'm going to live here. I'm going to live in the presence of the living God. It's like Joshua saying, wherever God is, that's where I want to be. I'm just so hungry for the things of God. I've got to be near to God. I've got to, he had a hunger and he pursued after the things of God. So for us today, for you today, for me today, we can strengthen ourselves in our spirit with our hunger and our pursuit of the Lord, that we can entwine and infuse our spirits with Him, that there would be a, a, out of that relationship would rise a joy, and out of that joy comes strength, so that we can be strong in what God has called us to. The second part of that sentence, to be strong and courageous, the second instruction to Joshua, is to be of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Good courage. So it makes you think, Maybe there's a bad courage. And some of you might have heard of the, the, the courage that uh, certain strong alcoholic beverages may bring. The sort of courage, you know, if you're going to have a bit of a fisty cuff, you have a bit of... So that's the, we're not talking about... That, that's the human courage. We're talking about good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Good courage is actually the result of indwelling faith. That when we have a faith... And faith is a gift of God. So, so we receive faith as a gift, and the result of that gift is courage. Courage to hold fast. Courage to stand firm. Courage to continue in the path that God has laid before us because of that indwelling faith, that strength that resonates inside of us. Um, when I was looking this up, I, I found some quotes by Charles Spurgeon on this, um, on this particular thing, and and, and those who don't know Charles, as I don't know Charles, he was, um, he was one of the greatest preachers of all time. He preached thousands and thousands of sermons, and, and he was just very good at, at what he did. And so this is, this is what he had to say about this, um, this good courage. He said, good courage is when you put off heaviness, doubts, fears, and unbelief. Why? Because the disease of doubtfulness, discouragement, fearful, faint-heartedness, is epidemic. And it means that if we're walking under that, then that infects those that are around us. But he says, put on. Put on the garment of praise. The Bible says, the Lord says, put on the garment of praise because there's much to rejoice about. There's much to delight in. We say, let our spirit be joyful in God, our Savior, that faith arises in our hearts. So, we can have an expectation of his goodness today. We can have an expectation with that courage that comes from faith. So faith comes as we pursue God to get a revelation, a specific revelation for our lives, for who he is. It's ours, that we own it, that we occupy it. The Bible says that God willingly reveals all to those who seek and, and search after him. He doesn't hide these treasures from us. He hides them for us to search out, to seek out. So where are you searching and seeking out the will of God for you, for your life? Where are you searching, seeking out who you are, your identities, your, your gifting, what God's called you to be? So I, I remember with the, with the business thing, just uh, as I pursued God and, and, and gained a revelation that was alive inside of my heart that I'm called to business. Now, I had no idea. I didn't really have any aspirations for business, but as I was pursuing God, as I was seeking a revelation that I'm called to business, I'm called, I'm called to represent God in my marketplace, that business is mission, 
to represent him in the marketplace and to generate release finance for the kingdom. So with that revelation came faith. And with that faith came courage. That when I got to that point that I described in that room, that I had courage inside of my heart because I had faith, because I had a rema word inside of me that I'm called to do this. I know who I am. I'm called to go this way. So today, who are you? What are you called to? What has God placed upon your heart to do? Wrap that around you. Meditate around that. Frame your world with that word. Because when you get that word, it won't be true yet. But God calls that which is not seen as though it is. God gives life to the dead. Hold that word. Wrap that word around you. So the third thing, the third part is um, in verse 9 again. Fantastic verse 9. Do not be afraid or dismayed. Do not be afraid or dismayed. And you know, it's repeated in that section of verses around these promises. So be strong of good courage is repeated six times. Do not be afraid or dismayed was repeated three times. So, man, God emphasizes, he's like underlining these things. He's like highlighting it. Do not be afraid or dismayed. Do not be afraid. Another, some of the translations there says fear. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. To dismayed means disappointed, discouraged. Do not be afraid, dismayed, disappointed, discouraged. You see, Joshua, he, he hung out with the greatest prophet of all time, Moses. And then God sort of breaks the news to him, Moses is dead. Sorry, you've got to stand up. You've got to grow in in what I've got for you. So some things that Joshua might have felt at that time, he might have felt alone. He might have felt, well, look, I had someone I was connected to, but now I don't have that connection. So he's called from that connection into now a different connection. He might have felt fearful that God's not close to me. God's not as close to me as he was to da-da-da-da-da-da. He might, he might have felt fearful. He might have been questioning, is God right? Did you get it right? Did you really mean for me to go in business? Did you get it right? Really? Really? Did you really mean for me to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Did you mean that? Did you really mean that? Did you? Questioning, is God right? Is God right? Did you really mean for me to bless those people there and, that, and, and at that cost of... I could have got that TV or something. Did you really mean for me to do that? Questioning. See, he might have been questioning as God, as God right. And he might have looked at his personal capacity and capability and think, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Look at those other people. You know, I, I can't do it. Maybe, maybe God, you pick someone else. So there might have been some things going on inside uh, Joshua's mind. There certainly were things going on inside my mind as I stepped out into this business venture, as I pursue God. And you know, not everyone's going to start a new business company, but everybody is, is called into something new in God. Everybody is at a point now where if, if you remain here at this point, you'll die because that's just the law of God, that we are continually on a lifelong journey further and further up, bigger and up, to draw nearer, closer to him. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. If we live where we are now at prayer, then we won't achieve what God's got for us in our lives because we're just, we're just settled. We'll, we'll start to draw back. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. So anyway, we're talking about fear not. Fear not. And that's always coupled with a promise because God is with you. Fear not. Do not be afraid or dismayed. 
for I am with you. The Lord your God is with you. And that is just a promise to wrap your imagination around. Imagine wherever you walk, the Lord your God is with you. When I step into that office, when I step into this building, when I step into the, um, that cafe, the Lord your God is with you. Fear not. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Isaiah 9 and 10, says, You are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, because perfect love casts out all fear. So we can have a confidence and a trust and assurance in him that casts out all fear, that casts out that me focus, that looking in at me, that I can't do it. Because God says you can do it because I am with you. So what does that mean? There's a supernatural empowerment that comes upon you when you partner with God, that it's not so much about you, it's about your partnership with God, so that when you step into that thing, that you can do it, because by faith, God is with you. I am with you. How many times have we said, I can't do it? I just, I I can't get up and preach. I can't um, go and speak to this person. I I just, I I can't do that. But the word and and one of the blocks, the limitations there is the fear and the disappointment. What would happen if it, but a position of faith, of strength, of courage is God is with me. I can do it because the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave lives inside of me, that I am born again and I am a believer in Christ. He lives inside of me. He is with me. He is with me. We went uh, up to Auckland on Friday. And I've just been meditating on this. I just love it. My God is with me. He is with me. When I go into this meeting, there will be favor because there is a promise on my life that I believe. There, he is with me. We had three, um, three potential clients that are now clients. A very short business you know, gestation of these sorts of jobs, multi-million dollar jobs. That, that's just amazing because he is with me. He is with me. In my home with my children. He is with me. He is with me. He gives me ideas. He gives me fresh vision, fresh revelation, because he is with me. If, if a person I was connected with has now shifted town, fear not, for I am with you. So the Lord replaces that which he has taken. God is with us today, church. God is with you today, church. Fear not. Do not be discouraged or dismayed, for the Lord, your God, he is with you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand, because of his great love. His great love. His, oh, I love it. So, the, so that's three instructions. The fourth instruction to Joshua. I mean, he's got to be pumped by now, eh? He's got to be pumped. Fourth instruction is found in, in Joshua 1.7. And Joshua is commanded to observe to do all that is in the book of the law, all the things that God's told him to do, observe, to do, to obey. And, you know, as, as you look perhaps at, at the Bible with a certain frame of reference, there's an emphasis in the Bible on serving, on, on following, on obeying, on following these commandments, doing, and if you, 
if you look at, at that sort of viewpoint, it can feel somewhat burdensome. It can feel like a, a performance. So we've got these commandments that we do. We're followers of Jesus, so we have to do what... So there's, there's this whole, again, human effort, human endeavor. But when you look up what, what is it actually that we're being told to do, observe, to do, obey. Matthew 28, 20 says, observe to do all the things that I have commanded you. So what's he commanded us? John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. John 15, 17, love each other. Matt 22, love God, love man. So it comes down to the command really is love, to love, to give out love. To observe all to do is just to love. Now the Bible says that we love because he first loved us. So to observe to do requires living life in relationship with him that we draw on his great love that he has freely made available to us so that we can shine out and show that love to all those around us. That is observed to do. And, and as, I, as I was meditating on this, a freedom came inside my spirit. It's not about a performance. And it's not about a doing this or doing that, reading a certain number of chapters about singing or clapping a certain way or going to a particular cell group. Or it, it's, it's just so not about any of that. It's about living life in relationship with him, daily relationship with our living God, flowing out of that love that he's infused inside of us. That is what observed to do means. That is the commandment that Joshua was given, that we've been given today. So in your life today, purpose to position yourself to receive of that love. Open your hearts to receive of that love that we can flow out as, as Pastor Mike was talking on the AV, so we can flow out into our community, observing to do all the things he's told us to do, go forth, make disciples, you know, all those real cool rock star things, but that actually comes out of a personal connection, relationship with Jesus Christ, of receiving that love and releasing that love, love living a life in relationship with him as to how you have been created, how you have been wired. And that releases us from a performance or an expectation or a burden. We can just be free to hang out with God, to love on God, receive of his love. And then in our daily world, because he is with us, we can be ministers of that love. We can minister that love around us. So, so we've done four points so far. We've talked about four instructions that Joshua's got. That the same for us today. Same for you today. Same for me today. Be strong. Be strong. Point number one, be strong. Have a spirit encounter inside of you that infuses and wraps and binds around your spirit so that you're strong and energized for the life that you have. And so we, as a body of people, can purpose that we will position ourselves to pursue after God, to pursue after his presence. Number two, to be of good courage and indwelling faith and expectation that God has good things for our life. Now, faith comes from that revelation, that reamer of what he has called us specifically to. So we, as a people, can hunger after God and say, God, what have you got specifically for me in my life at this time? And then start to wrap that around your life as true. Three, 
do not be afraid or dismayed because the Lord your God is with you. You are loved and accepted. The same spirit lives inside of us that rose Christ from the grave. He is with us. We have no need to fear. We can do all things through him who strengthens us. And point number four, observe to do, living life in relationship with him. Positioning ourselves in simplicity and surrender. Humbling ourselves to receive of his love and then to minister that love selfishly to the world around us. So point, point five, last point, is found in, in Joshua 1, uh, verse 2. Um, and so it was sort of done in reverse order, you might have noticed. So verse 2, it says, Arise, go over this Jordan. Arise, go over this Jordan. Arise, go over this Jordan. It's a promise. God's heart is towards his people to bless, to succeed, to prosper. Arise. Get up. Stand up. Take action. As um, Mark was saying, take action, purpose action. Arise. Go over this Jordan. So if you turn with me to Joshua 3, verse 3. So arise, go over the Jordan. And so these verses here, we're going to flow into this prophetically in a minute. These verses here is, is instructions, again, to Joshua about going over the Jordan. So verse 3 says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, you shall go after it. You shall go after it. So that's that chase, that pursue, that, that the Ark of the Covenant, the promises of the living God. You shall go after that Ark when you see it. You shall chase, you shall pursue. In verse 4, it says, do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And, and so the emphasis there is not so much on don't come near it, but the emphasis is on we're going a new way. It's a new thing. It's a new day. It's a new time. And this is right, church. We have not been this way before. Joshua had not been this way before. The Israelites had not been this way before. So Joshua needed all the encouragement that he got from there. Do not be discouraged. Be encouraged. Be, do not fear. Uh, the affirmation from God was powerful for that time. But he needed it because, you see, he was going to lead three million people across the Jordan River. Just very, very quickly, I just want to show you a picture there was, first of all, straight after that, you shall not be there, uh, we have not been there before, this way before, came these words the next time. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, because the Lord is going to do wonders amongst you tomorrow, or tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you tomorrow. Verse 5, what a wonderful thing to be said. And all these people, three million Israelites, waiting to cross the River Jordan, and I want to show you a picture of this, is that the place was so flooded, they couldn't see the banks because it said it overflowed the banks. So there was no way that they could see their way forward. But obediently, they came together, three million people, to sanctify, to cling. Sanctify means to be set aside, to be made holy. And Together, they came together this. Together, they moved forward. Together, they moved after the ark, the glory of God. It was a togetherness. 
but in front of them, church. It's a bit like us today. In front of them was a flood. In front of them was something that they could not pass over. In front of them was something totally, totally impossible. And I want to say to the church today, I have felt like that in my own life. And even now, as a church, we can say, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to move forward? We feel like it's stagnant. We feel like there's apathy. We feel like there's not a forward movement. Well, they move forward by the faith of God. They move forward out of obedience. The priests first carrying the ark of the Lord. They kept their eyes on the ark, the glory of the Lord. Have we got our eyes on Jesus? Because if we have, we won't be in apathy. There'll be an excitement in our spirit because we're following him. And as they move forward, something glorious and wonderful happened. Church, we've only got a few minutes left. I'll be quick. But the priests, when their soles of their feet touched the water, something miraculous happened. All the water probably sucked up and sort of in a huge heap. And one way it went way back to Adam, that's prophetic. And the other way it went way down to the sea. And there was a three-mile dry stretch left by the miracle of God for the Israelites to pass, by, pass through. But there's something very, very special here. And it's in verse 13, B. It's one sentence that says, The Lord of all the earth rested in the waters of the Jordan. That is just so beautiful. God resting, his glory resting in the waters of the Jordan. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to say, church, we are to arise. Church, we are to move forward to what you say. Well, put your eyes on the ark. Put your eyes on Jesus and step forward like the priests and put your feet in the water. Brian put his feet in the water and a business has opened up for him because he put his eyes on Jesus. And not only that, I know privately that he consecrated, he sanctified, he allowed God to do a deep work in his life over the last two years. And I believe this preceded the miracle. Sanctify yourselves because the Lord is about to do wonders amongst you. Be made holy, a holy people arising, a people arising for this hour. And Joshua went forward, a great leader, be not be discouraged, do not fear. You see, the Lord was always already resting in the waters of the Jordan. How beautiful church. How much more is God resting in your miracle just ahead of you before you step your feet into the water? I believe this is a, this is a word in season. It's a word of faith. Let us arise. Let us strengthen within. That like them, they step forward. And what a sound. What a new beginning. How wonderful this was for the Israelites, for this nation, long awaited going into the promised land. How beautiful was this? It was the beginning of a great journey for them into a new land. We know wonderful things happened. Church, we are to arise. Can we get an amen this morning? We can't stay stagnant. We must arise. Push away the past. Push away the things. That would, that the obstacles that would stop us going forward. Our eyes on Jesus. You know what? Just this one more thing. The, the, when the waters rolled back, 
It's like Jesus on the cross. It's symbolic of that. When, when the waters rolled back, death rolled back. And life came in. As three million Israelites crossed over by the miracle of God. How wonderful is that? What a new sound that was. Donkeys and ashes and pots and pans clashing and banging. Three million nine and the, and the camels and what else they had with them crossed over on three miles of dry land made by God, created by God. And that's a picture of Jesus on the cross. His arms outstretched, death rolled back, but life came in church when he rose again. And I believe if we stepped out, it says go. Go into all the world. The miracle and signs and wonders shall follow you. But know this, that the God of creation, the mighty God, the Lord of the earth, rests in the miracles. Church, this is a great time we're in. And I want you all to stand this morning. And I want you to come to the front here because we're going to make a new fresh stepping out this morning. We're going to put our feet in the water this morning. We're going to step out. And we're going to glorify God this morning. We're going to say yes to our God this morning. Don't hesitate, church. This is a new day. This is a new beginning. This is a new wineskin. Don't take notice of what is going on around you or what Obama's doing and what Syria's doing. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day. Church, this is the day to arise as never before. And we're going to impart to you this morning. Brian's going to impart in prayer. He's going to bring an impartation like Moses did and like Joshua did. Impartation. Move forward those to leave room for those coming up. Come on, church. We're going to stand together this morning. We're going to stand in power of God this morning. We're going to stand in the love of God this morning. We're going to raise our voices this morning. And we're going to, there's a yes in our spirit this morning. Is that right, church? Is there a yes in your, in your spirit this morning? If you're out there and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you walk up here, you come up here and you stand with us this morning. You come and talk to Brian and me this morning because this is the day of the Lord. This is the third day. This is the day of power, church. This is the day of the exceedingly abundantly as never before. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the flood. Don't look at the river. Just step your feet in the water. We need to encourage one another and stand. Let's lift our voices this morning, church.